Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name. Glory, 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 glory. Yes, God. Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You've been so faithful. You never repay you, Lord, for what you've done for me, God. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. Glory to the name of Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. Glory. Yes, Lord. Oh, God. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, you've been so faithful. So faithful. Uh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh. Yes, Lord. the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You've been so faithful. You've been. Yeah, God. Yes, you have. Uh, Ezra chapter one. Beginning again, reading verse 1. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put it in writing, saying, Thus saith Cyrus, the king of Persia, all the kingdoms of the earth, the Lord of heaven has given me. And he's commanded me to build him 
a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Who is among you of all his people? May his God be with him and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord, of the, build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is God, which is in Jerusalem. And whoever is left in any place where he dwells, let the men of his place help him with silver and gold, with goods and livestock, besides the freewill offerings for the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. Then the heads of the fathers' houses of Judah and Benjamin and the priests and the Levites, with all whose spirits God had moved, arose to go up and build the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. And all those who are around them encouraged them with articles of silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with precious things, besides all that was willingly offered. King Cyrus also brought out the articles of the house of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had taken from Jerusalem and put in the temple of his gods. And Cyrus, king of Persia, brought them out by the hand of Mithridath, the treasurer, and counted them out to Shishbazar, the prince of Judah. And I'll stop right there. I'm going to talk this morning from the thought, the God who makes impossible things possible. The God who makes impossible things possible. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Whew. Yeah. You know, the more I serve the Lord, the more I want to serve him. The more I learn about the Lord, his ways and, and, and everything about him, the more I, I want to learn. When you read, when you read the scriptures correctly, uh, you find so many marvelous things that God has done. Yeah. Proven to me all the more that, that he is the sovereign God that he is all-powerful, that he is all-wise, and that, that no one can thwart his plans. Amen. Not even Satan and all of his demons. Nobody can stop what God has put in effect. Amen. Amen. Nothing, no demon in hell or in the earth realm or uh, uh, under the earth, no demon has the power, has power against the almighty God. Amen. And reading the Bible shows us God's awesome power. That's, that's, that's why I encourage people to really read the Bible. You know, you don't get enough by listening. You got to read. Amen. You got to read. And even if you have, if you have an audio Bible, amen, you got to take time to read. Amen. There's something about seeing the words on the page. It's something about the way it gets into your spirit and the understanding that you get when you begin to read thoroughly and understand line upon line and precept among precepts. Amen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something about reading the Word of God. And, 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 and so reading the Bible, it shows us God's awesome power. It shows us the unfathomable depth of God's wisdom and the unstoppable force uh, of his plan 
to fulfill his promise to Abraham and Abraham's seed. Our God is the God that truly makes impossible things possible. Amen. Somebody today needs to be encouraged. Amen. You need to allow encouragement to take hold of you right about now. There are some things in your life that have seemed to be impossible. Amen. Amen. But, but, I, but I'm on assignment today to tell you, glory to God, amen, that we serve the God who makes impossible things possible. Amen. Sometimes I think about the things that have happened in my own life. Amen. 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 That in the beginning seemed to be impossible, but God made those things possible. Amen. Even in the beginning of this ministry, saints, amen, in the beginning of this ministry when the Lord had called us out and had given me people, amen, with nowhere to take them to worship, glory to God. But in a matter of days, God had given us a place of worship, amen, and then within 10 months, we're purchasing our own building, glory to God, and in seven years, adding an addition to the building, glory to God. God made the impossible possible. Somebody ought to tell your neighbor, neighbor, God can make the impossible possible. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Even now, even now, you've heard us talk about plans for relocation, amen. We just threw it out there. I, I, I gave you the vision that God has given to me. And, and you know, when you look at this, amen, when you look at this, we don't have an overflow of cash, amen. We don't have a lot of money in the bank, amen. We don't have hundreds of members, glory to God, here. And some, of, some who are here are not faithful in giving, amen. Land is expensive. Erecting a new, new building is even more expensive. Expensive. And if we look at it from a natural perspective, it all seems to be impossible. But I want you to know that I serve the God who makes impossible things possible. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know, and, and, I, and I put a parenthesis around this because I didn't know whether I should say this now, but I just feel in my spirit that I ought to just put this out here now. Amen. Amen. When we left Fishing Creek, amen, the Lord spoke to me and said, amen, the glory of the latter shall be far greater than the glory of the former. Hallelujah. And then here we are in a cement block building, glory to God. Amen. An old gymnasium. We can't ever get the sound right. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But God said, the glory of the former, of the latter shall be far greater than the glory of the former. And I want you to know that I stand on the word of the Lord. Amen. I stand on the promises of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This vision may seem to be impossible to some. And even to some, it may seem to be unnecessary. Glory to God. But God is able to make the impossible possible. And not only will he do it for the church, God will do it in your life. God will do it for you. You may be facing some impossible situations. Amen. With your health. Amen. There may be something that seems to be impossible. Amen. In your relationships, there may be situations that seem to be impossible. With your marriage, there may be some situations that seem to be impossible. In your employment, there may be some situations that seem to be impossible. There may be struggles in your life that seem to be impossible. Amen. You may want to start a new career and it seems to be impossible. 
impossible. Amen. Whatever it might be, I want you to know today that we serve the God who makes impossible things possible. Somebody shout hallelujah in this house. Yes. He makes impossible things possible. And saints, this is, this is so crucial, so crucial for us. So many times we feel that we are in impossible situations. And sometimes we feel like God has forgotten about us. Amen. Just being honest, some people feel like you're going through things and you say, God, where are you? Have you ever been there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes we feel like that we'll never overcome some things, amen? That there are situations that will never change, amen? So many people feel stuck in life and feel like they're going backwards rather than going forward. Am I talking to anybody in the house today? Amen. If y'all could, if I'm going to use this mic, you need to give me just a little bit more volume up here. Amen. Amen. At least in the monitors. Praise the Lord. Amen. Sometimes people are doing well in one area but struggling in other areas. Amen. It seems like that, 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 that nothing can be done about it. And, and, and there are even times when it seems like we prayed and we prayed and we prayed, yet God has not heard our prayers. Amen. You may even be feeling like there is no help and there is no hope for you. Amen. And sometimes I look at people and I see people who have resigned themselves to their situations and their circumstances. Glory to God. Amen. But that should never be the case with God's people. Because God's people need to know that we serve the God who's able to make the impossible things possible. Amen. The book of Nehemiah shows us that God is a God who makes the, the book of Nehemiah and Ezra shows us that God is the God who's able to make the impossible things possible. Amen. It shows us that God is a God of his word. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. And, and that God will fulfill his word, but he will do it in his own time. Somebody say in his own time. Amen. God will fulfill the promises that he has made to his people. Amen. And I'm even reminded often that God watches over his word to perform his word. Amen. Whenever I read that scripture, I, I hear in my spirit that, that God is watching over his word so that he's, he, he, he'll see when we come to that point of faith that we are ready for him to fulfill his word in our lives. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be next week. It might not be next year. Hallelujah. Amen. It might be five or ten years down the road. Amen. But God is a God of his word. Amen. God will fulfill the promises that he has made in his word to his people. And saints, we are his people. We are his people. We are the sheep of his pasture. Amen. Amen. He keeps his promise. His promise to a thousand generations. God never operates on our timetable. He never operates on our timetable. I don't know what you've been praying about. I don't know what you've been waiting on God for. But God never operates on your timetable. And it doesn't operate on my timetable. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. He doesn't do it. Amen. 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 He does it on his timetable. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
So this, this, this book shows us that God fulfills his promise. If we don't know this, and if we don't embrace this, when Satan begins to bombard us, amen, with attacks and accusations, amen, uh, and it seems like God is not coming through for us, we will give up. Has anybody ever been there? Yeah. The devil will bombard your mind. He will attack you, amen? He will say all kinds of things. And when, it, when he knows that, that what he's doing is working against you, he will bring it on even the more. He will bring the insult, onslaught on and, 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 and the demons begin to rally together and come up against you, glory to God. But when you know that you know that you know that you know that God will come through, that God is a God of his word, that God will never fail, that God is a God of his promise, you can wait on him oh yeah 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 Isaiah 40 28 says have you not known have you not heard that the everlasting God the creator of the ends of the earth he does not faint amen neither is he weary glory to God there is no searching of his understanding he gives power to the faint hallelujah and to them that have no might he increases strength even the youth shall find and be weary. Young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. So we know we have to wait on God in the midst of whatever is happening in our lives. In the midst of those seemingly impossible situations, as we learn to wait on God, we give him the opportunity to move in our lives and do the things that he has ordained to do in our lives. And God has ordained some stuff for your life. God has appointed some things to happen in your life. Amen. He's even sent a prophetic word your way. Amen. It might have been, been 20 years ago and it hadn't happened yet. Amen. Amen. And we got to get beyond expecting God to move in 30 days. Are you listening to me? We have to get beyond expecting God to move in an hour. Amen. We got to get beyond that, glory to God. And we have to settle in our spirits. I'm going to wait on God. Amen. I can't twist his arm. I don't care how much I fast and how much I pray. I can't twist God's arm and make him move when I want him to move. Yeah. Well, I said that these books, these two books, which were originally one book, when you, when you go back and you study it, and, and, and when you read it, you can really understand why uh, these two books are one book. Amen. They, they give God's people hope, and they, they give God's people health, help. And as we read and, and we study, we begin to see how, God's, how God works to accomplish his purposes uh, in the earth realm and in the lives of his people. Amen. Uh, what is it then that, that, that we see in, in this text that, that can help us in our situations, amen, in our lives and in our ministries? Because whatever God does, amen, he's not just doing it for you to be blessed. Amen. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't want you to bless you just so you can go on a vacation. Hey, no, that's not God's purpose. You know, just like when you pray for your football team to win. God ain't concerned about your football team winning. If your team wins, they just won. <laughs> Amen. Those are not his purposes. They are more important things than God. So when God blesses you, he blesses you to bless his kingdom. 
Amen. So he blesses your life so that the ministry can be blessed. So that you can further his ends in the earth realm. Amen. It's never just about you personally. That's why it's so important to get in the will of God. Because when we're in the will of God, amen, and we're doing what God has ordained for us to do in his will, then we see the blessings overflow in our homes and in our families, amen, and on our jobs and even in sometimes in the lives of people who are around us because we're in the will of God and we're doing the things that God has assigned in our lives to do. So even when you go on a vacation, you meet somebody to minister to. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah, 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 yeah. When you're in the hospital sick, there's somebody sicker than you. Uh, there's a nurse that comes by to, 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 to give you your medicine and you got a chance to give them a word of the Lord. Amen. God doesn't put you in a situation just for you to be there so you can be blessed. Woo. Oh, Lord have mercy, Jesus. So somebody ought to say, God, I thank you in the midst of my sickness because you're using me for your glory. God, I thank you in the midst of my poverty because you're using me in my destitute situation. God, I thank you in the midst of my struggles because you're using me as I struggle to help somebody else in the midst of. Are you hearing what the Lord is saying today? Yeah, yeah, this is about God, amen? This is all about God, amen? It's all about God, it's all about God. Well, well, well in the text, and we know the situation. If, you, if you've read like we asked you to read, amen, you know the situation. If you've been paying attention, you know the situation. The walls around Jerusalem have been broken down. Amen. The gates have been burned. Amen. Gates were walls and gates are for protection. So all of that protection had been destroyed and the temple had even been destroyed. So that place of worship, amen, had been destroyed. The holy city had been destroyed and most of the people have been deported and taken into foreign nations. Those that, 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 that had not been killed and a few were left to tend the vineyards and what have you. Amen. Uh, and we know why this happened. It didn't happen just because. Amen. It happened because the people of God, amen, failed to keep the covenant that they had made, that God had made with them. They actually didn't just fail to keep it, they forsook the covenant. Amen. They began worshiping other gods. Amen. They began taking on the ways of the people around them. And you see, sometimes we say, well, I'm not worshiping another God, but you took on the ways of the world. Amen, amen, amen. You see, we don't just stray away from God and remain the same. Amen. When you stray away from God, then this mind, this space is going to be filled with something else. Amen, amen. Your desires are going to be satisfied, amen. So when you, when you lose the desire to dance in the house of the Lord, but dancing is in your spirit, amen, you're going to find a nightclub to go and dance in. Amen, amen. So, so, so. They failed to sanctify God in their hearts. They failed to walk in God's ways, and, and they failed to keep uh, their part of the covenant that God had made with them. And as a result, and it didn't happen overnight, God gave them chance after chance after chance. God was merciful toward them, as God is merciful toward us, amen. But eventually, God had to punish them for their sin. And God used foreign nations to punish them. God used Babylon, Babylon in particular. Amen. As, he, as they came in and defeated Jerusalem and burned, tore down the walls and burned the gates and destroyed the temple. Amen. Defeat. Defeat. Destruction. Devastation. 
deportation and what seemed to many as the annihilation of this great nation took place. There seemed to be for a whole lot of people not hope, no hope for ever returning to their homeland. Amen. No possibility of life like it once was. No hope, glory to God. Amen. Of them being a nation again. No hope renounced. No, no hope for this once renowned and, and respected nation among nations. An impossible situation. But God. God never, God never punishes without giving the possibility of repentance and restoration. And God is committed to his people and to his covenant. Somebody ought to say thank you, Jesus. Even though God allowed destruction, even though God allowed devastation, even though God allowed deportation, God promised restoration. Amen. Amen. And we know that after 400 years of bondage in Egypt, God delivered his people. Amen. You, sometimes you, you got to make connections when you're studying the scriptures. You know, we're trying to teach our young people uh, to, to get in the scriptures on a daily basis. I need to teach some old people to do that too. You know, and read the word of God from cover to cover year after year after year. Because that's really the only way that you begin to make the connections. Amen. Because most people are not going to get commentaries. Amen. And I don't care how many sermons you sit under. It's difficult for us to really make all the connections for you like we need to make. Because you don't have the patience to sit with me for that long to teach you the things that you, that you need to be taught. But when you take it upon yourself to get in the word of God year in and year out and read this book from cover to cover then eventually connections begin to be made. And you begin to see how this connects to this and how this relates to that and how this person was related to that person and how God is seen in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, how Jesus is seen in the Bible and God's plan of salvation is seen in So many things happen. Yeah. So you see, when you read the Bible, after bondage in Egypt for 400 years, God delivers his people. With a strong hand and an outstretched arm. And what we're seeing in these two books is God doing it again. Hallelujah. Delivering his people from bondage. A second exodus of the people prophesied by Jeremiah and fulfilled in God's timing. This is what God wants us to see. And this is what should bring us hope for today. Hallelujah. Amen? Yeah. Look at what God did. Walk with me. Praise the name of Jesus. All right. In verse 1, Ezra chapter 1. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of God or the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put it in writing. I'll stop right there for a moment. 
the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that the word that he's spoken through Jeremiah might be fulfilled. And then Cyrus made a proclamation and put it in writing. And he says in verse 2, all the kingdoms of the earth the Lord of heaven has given to me and he has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem which is in Judah. Now, 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 who is Cyrus in relation to the Jews? He's not Jewish. He's not a Jewish king. He's a foreign king. He's a king of the nation of Persia. Amen. He's come to power. Persia has defeated Babylon. Babylon has been destroyed. The nation that defeated Israel. And now Persia has has, 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 has engulfed all of these other nations. Cyrus, the king who's not a Jew. God stirred his heart to accomplish his purposes. God can and will stir the king's heart on your behalf. There's a word that the Lord has spoken over your life, and it has not come to pass. And there are some kings in the, in the spirit realm that are, that, are, that are blocking what God has spoken. But there's going to arise a king whose heart God will stir on your behalf, on the saints of God's behalf, so that God's purposes can be fulfilled in the earth realm. You see, what Satan intends for evil, God will make it good. What Satan intends to destroy, God will use him even to accomplish God's purposes. On your job, in your home. Amen? Yeah, 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 yeah. God, God in your employment, just know that God can stir the king's heart. You may have a, a, an evil supervisor. We may have, Lord have mercy, a government that doesn't honor God and doesn't respect God's purposes in the earth realm. We may be in a bad political climate, but God can stir the heart of the king to fulfill his purposes in the earth realm. What's held up in your life? What's been held up in your marriage? What's been held up in your relationship with your children? You know, we tend to lose hope too quickly and we forget that if God can take a foreign king and stir his heart so that the word that he has spoken years before is fulfilled. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. 
He's doing for me. Amen. And I want you to notice here, amen, as I said earlier, God keeps his word. He keeps his promise. You know, look at, and, and, and I just read it and I read it again. It says that, that, that the word of the Lord uh, would be fulfilled that God spoke in the mouth of Jeremiah. Amen. Ezra is saying that Jeremiah spoke God's word and God has kept that word. Whew. Isn't that what it says? That the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. Whew. Hallelujah. God spoke the word through Jeremiah. God set up the situation so that the word of God would be fulfilled. Hallelujah. God is faithful to his word. Amen. He's faithful to keep his word. Amen. What has he spoken to you? You know, that's why I'm encouraged. That's why I'm encouraged today. When I think about what God has spoken to this church. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I'm very encouraged when I think about what God has spoken to this church because, you know, sometimes it seems like what God wants to accomplish or what God has said to me and to many of us is not going to come to pass. You know, people have even said that, that T.O.P. is dying. They don't know that I know they said it. But I know they said it. But I know what God said. So, you know, you can't look at who left. You can't look at what they said. You can't look at the warfare to stop people from coming over here joining this church. You got to remember what God said. Hallelujah. God reminded me a few weeks ago, don't look at who left. Look at who stayed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, God said, don't, don't cry over who left. Rejoice over who stayed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God said, don't worry about those that left. Don't, don't worry about the finances because I can touch the heart of the king and the king will release finances in your hands where when you don't have it. Lord, have mercy. Hey. Uh, on our pastor's prayer call the other night, we were talking, and I thank God for Tabernacle of Praise, and some of the pastors were talking about some of the things that they dealt with in leadership and what have you, you know, and you know how people do when they want to control things, they stop giving, and they get mad when you take them out of position. I said, well, I don't have that problem, thank the Lord. Amen. Amen. People might stop giving, but money will come from somewhere. And there are some faithful folk that will give. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Uh, I don't know anybody gets mad about being taken out of a position. A position. Most folk want to get out of the position. <laughs> Let somebody else step up, Bishop. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But I want you to get this thing, saints. You know, this was impressed so greatly in my spirit. Amen. What God is able to do to make what seemed to be impossible, possible. Amen. You need to put a nail in this thing and you need to, you need to embrace it. You need to nail that nail deep in your heart. Amen. Amen. That God will stir the heart of a foreign. God will stir the heart of Satan. 
When Satan means it for evil, God will make him do good to you. Woo, Lord have mercy. Yeah, Jeremiah spoke this word. Amen, let me just take my time. And I'm almost done, but I'm not almost done, so let me just take my time. Amen, because you know how that goes. You know, it, yeah, I, I, I want to read to you Jeremiah 25, uh, verse 12. Amen, you can, you can turn, that, turn that with me. Because you need to hear what Jeremiah spoke years before. And I'm not talking about five years. Listen to what Jeremiah says in verse, verse 12, uh, chapter 25. Then it will come to pass when 70 years are completed that I will punish the king of Babylon and that nation, the land of the Chaldeans, for their iniquity, says the Lord, and I will make it a perpetual desolation. So the nation of Babylon really never rose again because it was a perpetual desolation. Amen. Amen. God said to the children of Israel, amen, that's okay, as, uh, as, they, as, they, as, they, um, as they were getting ready to cross the Red Sea, they got down to the Red Sea, amen, and they looked, they looked in front of them, and the sea was in front of them, and Pharaoh's army was behind them, and God told, God told Moses to steal the people and tell them, amen, that the, these people that you be, see you before you today, you will see them never again, no more, amen. Hallelujah. God drowned Pharaoh and his army in the midst of the sea. Amen. And God, hallelujah, was saying to the nation of Israel, I'm going to destroy Babylon perpetually. Then in chapter 29, verse 10, I, I believe it is. For thus said the Lord, after 70 years are complete at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you. And cause you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil. To give you a future and a hope. It wasn't one year. It wasn't five years. They had to complete their time in Babylon. God had to complete that purpose. But Jeremiah prophesied it. And that the word of the Lord might be fulfilled, God stirred the heart of Cyrus to bring it to pass. Hallelujah. You got to know that God will stir the heart of a king that does not know him, of a person in power and authority who does not know him to move his plans and his purposes on your behalf. The second thing that I want to look at and, and, you know, as we look at this nation that we live in, you know, as we look around at the spiritual and physical conditions of our nation, and, and I heard as Minister Smalls was praying, you know, she, she mentioned how we have moved so far away from God. You know, this nation has moved very far away from God, you know, and we, we tend to, 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 to be conformed to the world rather than transformed by the renewing of our minds. Amen? We tend to do that. Amen? We, 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 we separate from God and, and we easily assimilate into the nations of the thoughts and the mindsets and the ways of the people who are around us. Oh my goodness. Where the church should be setting the standard, we tend to go along with the standard of the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amen. But, but when we look at this, you got to see that, that God will not only stir the king's heart, 
But God will stir the hearts of the people, amen, so that they will return to him. Look at verse number 5, back in Ezra chapter 1, amen. I want you to see what God does in, 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 in verse number 5 of Ezra chapter 1. Praise the name of Jesus. He's a God that makes the impossible things possible, amen. Then the heads of the father's houses of Judah and Benjamin and the priests and the Levites with all whose spirits God moved. They didn't get up and say, let's go back to Jerusalem. But God stirred their spirits. God stirred their hearts. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. A major part of physical rebuilding and physical expansion is spiritual rebuilding and spiritual expansion. So you see in Ezra, the rebuilding of the temple, which signifies the rebuilding of the spiritual worship of the nation of Israel. Nehemiah deals with the physical wall, but Ezra deals with the restoration of worship. And God stirs the, the fathers of the houses, the leaders of every household. There's going to come a day in this nation where God is going to stir the hearts of the fathers of the nations, of the houses. Lord, ladies, you're looking for a godly man. Wait on God. Y'all need to stop. You need to stop just taking anybody. Wait on God. God's going to start stirring the hearts of men. Hallelujah. The heads of the houses. And ladies, I know this is 2019 and sometimes you got to do what you got to do. But keep in your mind that God created the man to be the head of the house. Amen. So you're looking for a man that can be the head of your house. You're looking for a man that can, head, that can be the head of your family. You're looking for a man that can lead the way. Lead the way in prayer. Lead the way in fashion. Lead the way in worship. Glory to God. Sometimes you got to step up and do what you have to do. But you ought to be looking for somebody who can let you rest and be the woman God intended for you to be. And be the helpmate God intended for you to be. And be the mother God intended for you to be. And be the wife God intended for you to be so that that man oh I ain't getting too many amens on that why because too many of us have adopted the ways of the world too many women are saying I don't need a man Not just in Tabernacle of Praise. This is Facebook Live around the world. People are forgetting God's order. He stirs the hearts of the people, the heads of the houses, the priests, and the Levites. So God is working among us. Hallelujah. God is stirring our hearts so that our hearts go back to him. Our hearts are looking for God. We're searching for the right way. We're searching for the ancient paths. 
Oh, my goodness. Hey, Pastor, why we got to go back to the ancient path? Let me preach that sermon on another day. Lord, have mercy. Yeah, we got to find the ancient path. Don't mean that we can't be modern in what we do, but we got to find the ancient path. Because sometimes this new path is just, just that's what it is. And it has no foundation. It's not tried and it's not true. Glory to God. Amen. And we veered. Amen. When you get into some new things, amen, you find out that you veered from, from, some, from foundational things that are critical to the faith. But let me preach that sermon on another day. But God stirred. God stirred the hearts. Uh, uh, the, the heads of the fathers Houses of Judah and Benjamin, the priests and the Levites, with all whose spirit God moved, God moved their hearts. God is going to do the same thing today. God is doing it in our midst. Amen. As I was preaching, as I was preparing, I could see what God is doing in tabernacle of praise. God is stirring the hearts of the leadership. Hallelujah. God is stirring my heart. Glory to God. I'm saying, God, what do I need to do? God, where do I need to focus? God, God, what do I need to change so I can get back to where I need to be? Maybe, maybe I veered, you know, maybe I'm straight. Amen. Maybe I'm not preaching like I used to preach. Glory to God. Amen. So, God, what do I need to do? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. You see, we're going to meet people that they're not interested in rebuilding the church. I'm not talking about the physical church. I'm talking about the church in your heart. Amen. The temple of God that, that, that resides inside. We are the temple of God. Amen. We are the people of God. We are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are people that are not interested. You got family members that are not interested. You have neighbors. They're not interested. But God is stirring the hearts. So that we become interested and building this church so that we'll be a church without spot and a church without wrinkle. God help me today. Hallelujah. God is stirring the hearts. I believe God is stirring hearts in here today. I don't care what has happened yesterday. I don't care what happened last year. I don't care what happened year before last. God is stirring hearts today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The last thing I want to share with you today, amen, even as we, as we deal with this fact that we serve the God who makes impossible things possible. Yeah, and it seemed like that the church would never get back to the way the church used to be. I mean the sanctified church, the holy church, the spiritual church, but, but I want you to know that's not impossible. Yeah, the last thing that the Lord showed me in this text is that, the, that, that God provides for his people. Amen. God provides for his people. Whatever it is that God has spoken to you, never worry about the resources. Whatever it is that God has spoken to you, never worry about the resources. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God resources his plans. God resources his moves. God resources his restoration. 
God resources his renewals. Hallelujah. God was preparing to send the people back to the homeland. These people are in exile. They were strangers in a foreign land. Not many of them probably had jobs and not many of them had a lot of money. That seemed to be an impossible situation. It looks impossible because Cyrus, the king of Persia, is now in charge. Maybe if Nebuchadnezzar was still alive, and if Nebuchadnezzar was still in charge, maybe Nebuchadnezzar could have, such could have changed and he could have released some things, but, but Cyrus is in charge. A new nation now controls everything. It looks impossible because they can't, seemingly can't afford to go back to Jerusalem. They can't afford to rebuild the temple, much less rebuild the walls and the gates of the city. They just can't afford it. But God, the God who makes impossible things possible, God stirs the heart of Cyrus. And Cyrus funds the rebuilding of the temple. Look at what he says. He says that all the kingdoms of the earth under the heavens God has given to me. And God has commanded me to rebuild the temple. Hallelujah. Isn't that what he said? God has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. But let's go back, go down a little bit further. When he says that all of the people can go back, verse 4 he says, whoever is left in any place where he dwells, let the men of his place help him with silver and gold, with goods and livestock. Hallelujah. And with the free will offering. Hallelujah. For the house of the Lord which is in Jerusalem. And then in verse number six, it says, and all those who are around them, all their neighbors, encourage them with articles of silver and gold with goods and livestock and with precious things besides all that was willingly offered in the free will offering. And, somebody say and. God has a way that's mighty sweet. Hallelujah. You see, when Nebuchadnezzar plundered Jerusalem, they took all of the articles of worship, all of the vessels, all of the silver, and all of the gold out of Jerusalem and took it to Babylon. And they put it in a storehouse. Since God got some stuff stored up for you. I prophesy to you today that God has 
some things stored up for you. The things that the devil took from you. God calls it to be put in a storehouse. And he's waiting on the day for you him to return it to you. Hallelujah. Does somebody understand what I'm saying? So now when they get ready to go back to Jerusalem, they've got silver. They've got gold. They've got livestock. They've got food. They've got a free will offering. Glory to God. 900 miles. Maybe 1,250 miles. They have to go from where they are in Susa. Amen. All the way back to Judah. But God has provided the resources. They don't have anything on their own. And they have to build the temple and rebuild the walls. But God has resourced the rebuilding of the temple and the rebuilding of the wall. Cyrus wrote a letter to all of the leaders, the people in authority of trans-Euphrates that everywhere they had to pass through, they had free passage. Then they could get timber, hallelujah, and everything they needed to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem and the walls around Jerusalem. I tell you today that whatever God has purpose in your life, don't look at your resources. Don't look at what you have. My father is rich in houses and lands. He holds the wealth of the world in his hands. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He holds the president's heart in his hands. He holds the senator's heart in his hands. He holds the governor's heart in his hands. He holds the owner of your company, his heart in his hands. And God. Hallelujah. God will resource. I said God will resource everything that he has purposed in his heart and mind to do. Just look at the children of Israel. They've been in Egypt 400 years. Glory to God. They're slaves down in Egypt 400 years. They don't have anything. Nothing belongs to them but the little bit of livestock that they have. But on the night, somebody say on the night. It doesn't take God long. I said it doesn't take God long to do what he needs to do. On the night that they get ready to leave Egypt, God instructed Moses, tell them to go to their neighbors and borrow silver, borrow gold, borrow money, borrow shoes. God! Hallelujah! Somebody ought to shout God! Shout Jehovah! Shout El Shaddai! He resources 
resourced their move. He resourced the exodus. He resourced everything that they needed when they got ready to build the temple. God had already made them rich. They went in poor, but they came out rich and they got richer and they got richer and they got richer. Hallelujah. So I'm not worried. Hallelujah. About what I don't have. I'm not worried about what T.O.P. doesn't have. I'm not worried about what you don't have. I serve. the God who makes the impossible possible he makes the impossible possible somebody shout glory Glory to God. Somebody ought to shout glory. You ought to give him a praise right now. You ought to give him glory right now. Every impossible situation that you face in your life, you got to know that God can make it possible. He's already working behind the scenes. He's got a plan that he's working out. It's slowly but surely unfolding. Yes, it is for that unsaved son, that unsaved daughter. If you keep trusting God, God is working it out. Glory to God. That new business, God is working it out. Those that tuition that has to be paid, God is working it out. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. The God who makes the impossible possible. You know what? Sometimes things that caught you by surprise, God was working to bring it to pass. So when you're surprised, God's saying, that's just the way I work. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. The God who makes the impossible things possible. He will stir the king's heart to issue the decree that his word will be fulfilled. Notice it's about his word being fulfilled. Because God has to be God. He's going to be God. What he said, he's going to bring to pass. What word are you standing on? Which word of God are you standing on? 
to be fulfilled in your life. Maybe it seemed like it hadn't happened. Stand on it. Yeah. When it seems like things are not going right spiritually in the church, in the nation, in the home, in the community, know that God will stir the hearts, the heads of the families. Because God, God is restoring his order. He's restoring his order. He's restoring his order. And then God will resource. So that even the things that, that God has spoken to us in T.O.P., The only thing I can see is God. Yesterday, some things were troubling my mind and my spirit. The only thing I can say was, God, I trust you. God, I, I trust you. I woke up this morning. Things start trying to come to my mind. I said, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. God, I trust you. God, I trust you. God will do it. Yeah. He makes the impossible things possible. He makes the impossible things possible. Whatever is impossible in your life, I want you to know today that God is able to make those impossible things possible. The things that God has spoke in this ministry, God is able to make the impossible things possible. I pray that you're encouraged today.